What kind of content do you make or hope to make? 45.8% said, I need help coming up with ideas. They don't even have ideas, guys. They don't even have ideas. Welcome to Table Moments, the podcast where homies get together and talk about random crazy ideas. We talk about anything and everything, but no politics. I'm your host and captain, Iman. This week is just going to be me. The last week's recording, there was a bit of drama between the siblings. I don't think it's a it would make for a good episode to listen to. So it's just going to be me this week. So let's get started. And I've been experimenting with social media a lot lately. You've probably seen my posts. Usually just me ranting. My rants that I go off on, on the podcast, I've been turning into these short form clips on social media. They seem to be doing well, which is nice. I can just share my thoughts and not have to worry about like editing a whole podcast. And people get, it gets more exposure for sure. This week I accidentally, I think, hacked the hot chick TikTok algorithm. Because I got a bunch of them to follow the Table Moments podcast account on TikTok. So here's the story. Basically, I told women that they're not capitalizing on their looks. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast about how their path to success will is much easier because of the way they look. They are attractive to most men. So that opens up doors. Men, are, men get stupid for women for some reason. I don't think I am. Well, I mean, I think I've maybe done some stupid things for women. No, you know what? No, I never have. I guess I'm just built different maybe, or I just never cared as much as other guys have about pussy, but but most men aren't like me. And so they'll do a lot of favors and do a lot of work for women with the hope. I don't know if their hope is to actually get in their pants or not, or they just like helping women. I know there's this innate thing that men have about being satisfied when they help women, but because of that, the world is going to be easier. Success will come to them easier. Doors will open faster and sooner than their male counterpart. And that's just the nature of the world. And I've learned to accept it. And if you're a man listening to this episode, yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair that their lives are going to be easier, but it is what it is. And you're not going to change the unfairness in the world. All you can do is learn to accept it. So basically in this TikTok clip, I explain to women you're not capitalizing on your looks because doors will open for women much faster than their male counterpart. And especially if you're on social media, you should be using your your looks better. And that doesn't mean strip. That doesn't mean show you off, show off your body or do these dances showing shaking titties and ass or anything like that. Even your face is enough. Your face. I have a theory that on social media, showing your face, if you're a woman, has this equivalent effect on grabbing someone's attention as adding text, maybe even more so. So like imagine a man making a clip of video and a woman making a clip of a video talking about the same things. More people will watch the woman because her face is like will grab a man's attention and hold it much longer than a man's would. Most of the reason why I add text to the videos that I post is because it's like an attention black hole. It grabs your attention right away. People who are literate can't help themselves when they see text. They can't help but read it. And so it gives you that hook to grab someone's attention. And then after that, the job is to keep it. But if you have a pretty face, it does the same thing. 
And so women should be using it better. And I explained this in, <laughs> in that clip. I also mentioned, hey, if you need help, DM me. I'll be glad to help you out. And the response was kind of insane. I didn't realize that you needed to open DMs on TikTok for people who aren't your friends to, to message you. And so <laughs> I guess all these women <laughs> took my messaging to heart and were actually serious about looking for help and try to DM me. It wasn't working. So instead they followed me and then left a comment. And so this video kind of blew up. Actually, it's kind of insane. And all these hot chicks, man, started following the table moms pod. It's wild. <laughs> oh man. I was just like, and then some of them actually went to the Instagram page and DM me there on the, the, the table moments account. This is the first time I ever had a girl slide into my DMs. And the, the first time it happens, it's literally like a hundred. No, there was about 10 on Instagram, but a lot of them left comment, but it was over 300 women who commented on that TikTok post, help me, help me, help me. So it's kind of wild. <laughs> this is what it feels like to get a girl sliding in your DMs. But in this case, they're just looking for help with building their influencer brand, which is what I was pitching in the video. And I do have some ideas for a lot of them. I do check out the pages for each one to see how they can improve. And I think a lot of girls do have potential. Some of them, they haven't even posted a video. So it's like, what do you need help with if you haven't even taken the first step? But if you have and you're just struggling, I get it. Let's see if we can help you. I've been making these videos on TikTok and they seem to do well. You got to start off with a hook, something to grab someone's attention. So a statement that's typically incendiary. So like some of the stuff I've said, women, you're not capitalizing on your looks. That's like, wait, what? What does that mean? Or uh, politics don't matter in your relationship. Something like that. Something where people are going to get triggered or might interpret it in some way that will get them emotional. And then you have to just keep it. And so that's what afterwards I just do these quick edits between the clips. I literally remove every single gap, every single silence in the video to make sure there are no dead spots. Because a dead spot is a reason for people to swipe up and move, move on from your video. So you got to avoid that. And so I literally remove every dead spot. And then I also add text. Because text, like I mentioned before, is like a black hole for attention. Once the text grabs your attention, it's hard for you to lose attention because literate people just can't help but reading. And especially when the pace is just so quick between the cuts, then they end up watching much longer than they typically would if it didn't have text and it wasn't cut up that way. I wish it weren't so. I don't like making content like this, but it seems to work and I get to share my thoughts and it is punchy. And it is short form, so it's something I can do while still working on the softer stuff on the side. And also learn more about the platform so I get practice every day by posting this kind of stuff. So I made this post, a bunch of girls DM me, and then I'm like, I, I took a nap that day. And I woke up at like 5 p.m. and I see my TikTok with like hundreds of notifications. I'm like, holy shit. And then I'm like, this is an opportunity to capture some information, potential customers for this app I'm building. So I ended up quickly putting together a Google form and posting it in, as my bio in TikTok and up getting like 60 responses on that. So these are potential customers already. And it really teaching me the value of like having distribution is a really important part of business. Like it doesn't matter if you build something, even if it's very, very useful. If people don't know about it, if people don't hear about it, it doesn't mean anything. It literally doesn't mean anything. So Part of building a business and making money is figuring out 
how you're going to get people to know about it. And part of the reason why I've continued Table Moments is because I understand how valuable this aspect is. And that's what Table Moments has done, at least on social media. I think we have a 2,000 followers across the platforms, most of which is TikTok, sure. Uh, but, but at least it's reach we didn't have literally a year ago when I started this. And so I see Table Moments as being valuable in that sense, not just to me, but anyone who wants to come on the show. That means you too. If you have something that you're working on that people need to know about, then we can put you on the map. You don't have to start from zero like everybody else does because you get to hop on and take advantage of the work that's been done with Table Moments. And that's why I continue to do this. And I see the value in it for me, but beyond me and beyond all the people who've been a part of Table Moments so far. That's my goal with this. So in the end, I hope all the time and effort I've sacrificed will be useful to a bunch of people out there who know about Table Moments and who don't even know about Table Moments yet. It can become this thing that can launch anybody who's willing to come on the show and talk about what they got going on. And so did this, got a bunch of DMs from girls, a bunch of them followed the Table Moments account, which is cool. I don't know if they're valuable followers though. I've been purposely trying to cull the Table Moments audience. I only want people who are actually fuck with the kind of things that we put out. I don't want empty followers. I think this is a problem with a lot of content creators and influencers. They just want a following, but they're not careful about who they're attracting. And so that puts you in a compromising position. One, how engaged are this audience? Do they, if they don't fuck with your shit, then the likelihood of conversions, if you ever want to sell them something or, or trying to influence them in some way, it's not going to happen because it's all just surface level, shallow shit. Instead, I think what you want is a very targeted niche of people who really, really, really fuck with your shit. Those are better people to have around you. I think this is true about life as well. It's not about having a bunch of friends. It's having those deep friendships that no matter what happens in life, they got your back. None of this shallow high school friends, but you know it's not going to last kind of pretend relationships. This is how I've always handled friendships, which is why I don't have many, barely any. But I mean, that's true about life. If you talk to any older person, they'll tell you, you'll be lucky to have five deep friendships by the end of your life. And that's what I've always been shooting for. And when it comes to making content, I want that to be true as well. I don't want most people to like the stuff I'm saying or the stuff that Table Moments is putting out. Most people are not the audience for this. There's a small segment of the population that fuck with this kind of shit. These are the real people that I want to fuck with Table Moments and then also take advantage and benefit from Table Moments. And that's the whole vision for this. I mean, obviously I could sell out and talk about basic bullshit, get sponsors, make money. I don't even want to make money from this. I don't. Because I think the value of it is in the distribution, the audience that you can build that can launch people in other ways. This doesn't have to make money, at least directly. And so, I mean, I've joked on the podcast, hey, sponsored by blah, blah, blah. I just do it because I think it's funny. But I would like it if the things that we advertise are the things that people who come on the show are working on. You got a fashion brand, come on the show. Let's talk about it, how you got started, what your vision is for it. Like Abdalim, everything the brand. Check him out. He's doing some really cool shit right now. Literally making custom fashion clothes for everything the brand. It's crazy. This guy, man, see him grow. It's it's been awesome. Or 
like what I'm working on with the software thing to help creators post content more frequently and make the content creation process easier. Once I launch, I'm going to tell you guys about it. In fact, I want you guys to use it and grow yourselves too. Everyone building audiences together so that we can all collaborate and build and grow. It's a lot easier to build when you're working with other people. And that's my intention with this. So back to this TikTok thing though. Yeah, bunch of girls. And it's, it, it was kind of shocking, really. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if they're, it feels really manipulative. Some of the comments, these girls say, hey, baby, I need help. It's like, baby, are you serious? You don't even know me, okay? Like, <laughs> but you know, it's just, uh, when you're useful, girls will be nice to you when you're useful, or at least when they perceive you as useful. And kind of, it's kind of disheartening. I don't know, I'm not juiced about it. Should I? Should I be? Girls, I don't know, this whole thing. It's kind of wild to me, honestly. We'll see how it goes, but it's been a learning experience. But yeah, the plan is I'm going to try to help these girls become influencers. <laughs> Yo, what if what if one day like a bunch of these a handful of these girls I work with end up becoming like major influencers? You know, like I talked about, I think on one of these older episodes about being the only fans pimp. But I didn't realize maybe I could do this whole influencer thing. Help girls, I guess, become influencers, if whatever that means. Because I think the problem is their beauty. I think the hotter a chick is, the less she has to work. So she never learned to work. And the more things are handed to her, she never had to work as hard. And so she doesn't have the work ethic. It's like this weird double-edged sword. Your beauty means things come easier, which means you're never challenged and your the expectations you view are very low. And so you don't develop as a person. And so it's like you're kind of fucked both ways. I think the idea would be if you were if you're attractive but you don't know you're attractive and so you or you're treated like everybody else you learn how to operate learn how to work and build a work ethic and then you discover you're attractive so i think the ugly ducklings are the best ones the ugly ducklings out there if you're one of them i think you might be the best women out there you didn't grow up with the privilege because you didn't know you had it or it came late and so then you developed a personality also that comes with it too a hot chick with a personality I think would do really well on social media. Someone with a bubbly, fun personality who has interesting things to say. Because my fear, my worry is like a lot of these girls reaching out don't have personalities. And so they have nothing to say and it's just their face. And some of the research I've done so far means has been showing that the kind of followers that you get simply because you're attractive are not followers that are worth retaining. In fact, they're not that useful. And so it's a nice vanity metric, but... What's the point if it's not actually of any substance? And so this might be the dilemma a lot of women find themselves in. Because I actually had them fill out the survey. I could actually share this, the results of this with you guys. I have 59 responses. One of the questions on this survey was, what kind of content do you make or hope to make? 45.8% said, I need help coming up with ideas. They don't even have ideas, guys. They don't even have ideas. It's crazy, bro. That's the majority by a huge margin, actually. The next one is vlogs and lifestyle. And the next one after that is tutorials and advice. But 45.8% have no idea what kind of content to make. Crazy. So hot chicks, man, I feel sorry for them. Because I don't think they ever got a chance to develop a work ethic or had to, or were expected to do anything, do any semblance of hard work or 
at least dedicate themselves to anything. Maybe things just always came easy to them, which sucks because it's like, it's one of those, it's a curse, honestly, because no one really expects anything of you. But what happens later in life if their, their looks decline, then they're in an even worse position because they don't have the work ethic or skills to do anything. And then without the looks, it's it declines even more. So check this out. Another question I ask is how many hours do you spend growing your brand every week? 42.4% said less than one hour. Less than one hour a week. That's crazy, bro. They're not even putting effort, bro. The next portion of that, 42.4% said one to three hours. Man, it's got to be at least seven. You got to be at least one hour a day spending this stuff is to me the minimum you should be putting into this at least when you're first starting off come on like do you even care to be successful at this point it's like you can't spare one hour a day one hour a day to dedicate to either planning recording editing or sharing content you can't do one hour a day when you start off and plus it's not going to be enough to be successful but unless you like one of the lucky few who just happens to make one viral video and it takes off but that's not true for most people. And in fact, just having one viral video does not mean you're gonna be successful long-term. In fact, it's usually just a, like a spark in a pan, boom, you flame up, you get famous real quick, and then it declines so fast because you didn't develop the skills to be able to consistently make content like that. Use literally luck, luck. And very, very few people who stumble on that can capitalize on it. And so, and then worst of all, let's say you do get lucky, you have no catalog. Catalogs are a really important part of this thing. So other content that people can watch of yours, aside from the one that went viral. If you don't have anything else, people will enjoy watching that one clip that you had or that one image or that one thing you tweeted, but you can't repeat it, then that opportunity is gone and now you got to recreate it. But then you got the taste of success. Because you got the taste of success, it's hard to justify all the time and effort that you're going to have to put to get back there because you're probably not going to get lucky again. And you will be disappointed about the journey because it came too easy to you too soon. And so it is a curse. Success can be a curse. Now that I think about it, like the grind of trying to build table moments might be a good thing because I just see the amount of work other people are putting in. I'm just like, I'm going to eat your lunch, bro. Like you're not putting enough effort into this. If you want to be successful at this or like or the ways I'm looking to sh speed up the whole process with software to automate a lot of this stuff so that other people can do what I'm doing right now. It's a lot of work, but with software, I think man and machine, you combine the two to make something that is better than either individually. So that's that's where I'm at. So I feel I kind of feel sorry for these girls, I kind of feel sorry for these girls. It's like all these looks, but nothing to do with it, but can't capitalize on it. I don't know. I think sometimes that's the debate. You, you look at people who were born privileged and envy, but maybe you should just, maybe you should feel sorry for them. They did not have the opportunity to become a better person because things just happened for them. Now, if you grew up poor, I get it. Like, it sucks. You would just take, it's like, that's stupid. Why, why would you want to take the harder path? Because you get to develop as a, develop into a better person. Literally, you get to learn things. You get to enjoy, you get to learn. The struggle is part of life. If you never have to deal with any struggle, adversity, or pain, you're not really living. Like, imagine you had everything you wanted in the world. Everything. You had all the money in the world, all 
the partners, all the experiences you ever wanted, and you can fully indulge in all of them. One, first of all, you would move towards debauchery because that's just the nature of it because there's no excitement there. There's no excitement when you have everything. And then two, it would be a very unfulfilling life because you have no purpose. And so maybe, yeah, you should feel sorry for people who have it all because it's a miserable existence. It really is. But when you go through the adversity and the struggle and the journey, you develop as a person, you develop skills, you learn, you get to interact and feel. You get to feel. And feelings are important these days, aren't they? So you get to feel. These are just my thoughts right now. But hopefully I can help these girls get big. It'd be kind of cool. I'm really surprised. Like, I think with table moments and the clips I've been putting on social media, I'm building this weird coalition, this weird combination of audiences. So there, obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I lean conservative. So I put a <laughs> a post out there about most of the men that women find attractive are Trump supporters. They just don't know it. So I got a lot of engagement on that. So I somehow got the Trump supporters. I've been doing some sort of Kevin Samuels kind of stuff. You know, you guys have heard us talk about women on this podcast. And I've been putting clips related to that on there too. And so we've been getting a bunch of dudes, a bunch of niggas, actually black dudes, which is cool too. We're also getting women with this whole, I can help you become an influencer, DM me kind of thing. So I might actually be putting together this weird audience, which normally you would not be able to put together, but because of the type of content and the dis topics discussed on a podcast like this that are so diverse and can appeal to a wide audience or segments of audiences, we might, might actually be building something kind of crazy here. But I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know once the clear picture comes in. But right now it's just... A lot of experimentation and a lot of failure every time i post something on social media i don't know if it's going to do well or not sometimes i think oh damn i just edited this video this shit's gonna hit so hard and it doesn't do anything and then sometimes when i post a video i'm like i just need to post everything every day i'm just hitting my daily goals of posting i don't really think this video is strong but at least it's a video and it'll just fucking blow up it's wild you cannot predict this stuff guys you cannot predict it all I know, the basics are cut out the sciences, add text, and start off with a punchy hook, and then try to retain their attention. And then, which I haven't quite figured out yet, is the call to action. So asking people to do something at the end of it. I haven't quite figured out what to ask people. I've just been telling people, leave it in the comments. What are your thoughts? But I think it'd be cool if I could give them some a, a, a more interesting call to action. Or maybe it would be even cooler if I could just give them information or like build something that would be useful for them. So, you know, I've been mentioning I've been building software for social media and it would be cool if I could like build software that's actually useful to people on TikTok or just generally anyone listening to this that I th think would be funny or hilarious to build, but then also really useful. So maybe I'll one of the ideas I came up with was forging Costco membership cards because Akram has a membership to Costco and I don't want to have to ask to borrow his card. And for some reason, I have this terrible habit of thinking about the hard way to do it first before figuring out an easier way to do it. So I literally thought about buying these plastic cards, you know, with like the magnetic strip and everything, and then figuring out how to print the Costco logo on the card and then 
I would have to buy a magnetic card reader writer kind of device so I can actually program it with the data that's on Akram's card and then do like a Costco forgery service because that would be hilarious. And then I realized, you know, I could just build an app, you know, <laughs> I could just build an app and you take a picture of someone's card. It has the barcode on there and then it recreates that barcode in the app. And all it is is just a web page with the, the card info number with the barcode but your picture, so you would just take a selfie and put it on there, just make it look like the Costco membership app, but it doesn't have to be because when you're at the self, I don't know if you guys know this, Costco has self-checkout. I actually used it, it was fucking wild. You can actually self-checkout your, your food. So you don't even have to worry about anyone running into anyone who's gonna like check your card. So literally you could just scan your phone into the thing and make your purchase. And so now we can do with Costco that we, the same thing that we do with Netflix and all other streaming services, share it share it and then obviously make a, a cool clip on tiktok be like yo i've turned costco memberships into a sharing service and just go to the website check it out and then maybe they leave their email so i could build an email list that could be useful for anyone else who ends up wanting to sell things in bulk or things somewhat related to costco or just retail in general you come on the show you talk about what you got going on you're building something or you're going to be selling something, part of the deal is you get access to this email list. And so you don't have to start from zero. I just came up with that idea right now, but that would be so dope. That would be so dope. Oh my God. And give everybody a shortcut because like the email list is so important when you're trying to sell things. God damn it. I'm too good at this shit, man. I am too good at this shit. So that would be cool. Or I don't know. What other things would people find interesting? I don't know. I have a whole spreadsheet of crazy ideas that I think would be hilarious to actually just build. And that's what I think all the time. I have all these crazy ideas that are just funny. They're not, they're probably not useful, but they're just funny. So they're worth doing. And I think those kind of projects I think would make sense for table moments. Uh, whereas serious projects related to social media would have to go under the company brand TEF. I think I've mentioned it a couple times on this pod, but I think it would make sense for that. So if it's something business related, like social media or content creation or apps that are supposed to improve productivity and workflow, that's going to be related to the Tef brand. And then all the crazy ideas will all be under table moments. And I think that's a cool split in, in either direction. I get to just build software that would be hilarious. And I think I want to focus on software. Hardware is much harder to do, and I'm not an electrical engineer, and a lot of my ideas are involve electronics. And I'm not saying that as a limitation. I'm just saying I don't have the time to learn that right now. But eventually, I want to get into that stuff too. And so I have all these crazy ideas that would be hilarious. So one of the things that we talked about, old, old episode of Table Moments was uh, an app that would pretend to be your girlfriend. So we would give wedding bands to single guys because apparently... Uh, men with wedding rings are more attractive to women. Women, leave it in the comments. Why are you guys fucking weird about that? But you guys are. So <laughs> a man with a wedding ring is more attractive because he's a kept man and women find men who have women attractive. It's weird. And so what if we could do that for single guys? Why do you have to be married to wear a wedding ring? You don't. So you wear a wedding ring and then have a texting service that will automatically text you random times during the day pretending to be your girlfriend so that whatever girls you're fucking with, they're the other woman 
there are women out there who like being the side piece, who get off on that, taking a man from another woman. And so whole service around it. It's like, hey guys, pretend to be a married guy. Here's a ring. And then you subscribe to this service, $5 a month, and we'll send random text messages to you pretending to be your girlfriend. And you you can reply, and then your other girl can get to see those text messages, and you get to like build that arousal in that way. So that'd be cool. But then a friend of mine realized this could also have another service where when girls go out on a date and they're looking for, they usually tell a friend to text them for safety. And also, if the date's boring as an excuse to get out of it, which I don't see any reason why you should just be able to get up and leave. But I guess girls feel a little insecure about that or don't want to come off as rude, I guess. Or maybe that's just normal for most people. And I'm just weird. That's a possibility. So this service could be used for that, too. And so we'll pretend to be your friends. Set your date. You text this number. I'm about to go on another date. Or in 15-minute increments, it'll text you as if they're your friend. Hey, how's it going? And then the, maybe the next 15 minutes, is like, yo, I really need you. And then all just pretending to be your friend. So you have this excuse and you could literally show them, hey, my friend, see on my phone, literally needs me right now. I got to go. If it's And it's a decent excuse to leave a date. And then it would be cool if like when you text a number, you're like, I'm going to go on a date. Text me every 10 minutes or text me every five minutes and all that. And so it can actually do the incrementing for you. And it's just a service that you use. Maybe it could even be free. I don't, I don't, I don't see a reason why this has to be paid. It'd be cool if it was free. That'd be interesting. Another one I also thought of was the Tinder chat bot that would automate talking to girls. Because I've mentioned on this podcast before, there's a script I go through when I'm talking to a girl and I could usually set up a date within six, six to seven texts. And it's just like the same lines I use. And so I think I could build a bot for that. And I think it would be useful for other guys out there who are just too busy to be spending all their time on the phone talking to girls, most of whom probably aren't really interested. So it's like you got to filter your way through. And so a lot of it is just wasting time. So what if there was an app that would do that? for you and so you can focus on working and then and it would be cool if it integrated with your calendar too so it automatically sets up dates for you that would be really really cool but uh, i'm looking into that one that would actually be really useful for me right now so a lot of them i guess are related to dating and relationships but i think there's so many other things that would be really cool that would be useful i think people really underestimate the power of software and i used to too i used to until i started building this stuff and i'm like whoa like some of you longtime listeners, you guys remember that haiku episode. So the idea was come up with haikus that relate to modern everyday life, post it on social media, whichever haikus make it to the top, become part of a poetry book that gets sold through Amazon publishing and a way to just build revenue in this weird way and write a book too. And so I was doing that for a bit and then I had to stop because it was too time consuming. I literally had to write it out, create the image of so I put the text as an image that then I can share on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the socials and everything. But it was taking too much time. I came up with the poems, then I'd have to go into Canva, make the images, go into the social platforms, post it. And that's just one poem. If I want to keep doing this, then it's like it's a hard thing to be consistent with because it's a daily thing I was doing. So I ended up building an app to do it for me. 
literally I'll, I'll put it in the description of this this video if you guys want to post your own poems you can and that's i built it so other people can share their own poems too and there's an author field there too the idea was like it would be really cool if i can get a bunch of people to use this app post their poems and the top ones um that make it into the book all the people who contributed those poems get paid off of the book sales profits so that'd be really cool and so i actually built this app i you literally could go to it it's haikuna slash matata dot web dot app if you go there you can literally submit your haiku and it actually has high syllable counts in there too so three lines a haiku five syllables on the first line seven seven syllables in the second line five syllables on the last line and then it has a title field and then an author field it's a very simple app but what it does is you put the text in then i have some code on my back end that actually generates the image based on your text and then once it generates that image, and obviously I have to review it first because otherwise I'd be violating the terms of service of these social platforms. But after I review it, I hit OK. It generates the image and then automatically posts it to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for me. So literally, anytime I come up with a haiku, an idea, I'm like, yo, this would be funny as a haiku. I just open the app. It's a web app, so you can access it on any kind of device. You can do it on phone. You can do it on PC. You can do it on tablet. doesn't matter. And you write your haiku. I hit send and boom, it's everywhere. And so I sped up what was normally the app manual process of making the haikus and the poem, the images was like a five to seven minute job per haiku. So if I want to do that multiple times a day, I'm committing a lot of time to do that. But now it literally is how fast can I type? And that's it. And then the haikus generated automatically for me. That's the power of software. It can literally give you time back. And that's why I encourage people like, it is very useful to learn how to build some software. So if you're interested, it'd be cool if I could show you. I definitely recommend learn how to build software, at least the basics of it. JavaScript is all you really need if you, because when most people think of building software, they think web apps, yo, it'd be cool if it was this thing interface with this thing on the web, blah, blah, blah. So JavaScript is really all you need. And I would just focus on free code camp basically they'll teach you the basics of javascript and then from there it's just picking a project you want to work on some real problem that you have and then building a solution for it and if you want to post a haiku please go to haikuna-matata.web.app that's it and then you'll get to the app and i also put like recaptcha in there so it's like to prevent bots so i got to learn that and that's the way i've always seen all these projects and crazy ideas that i have when i get to work on them as an opportunity to learn i didn't know how to do bot control before and i realized okay so when you hit submit it's going to give you a bunch of series of images that you have to select hey select all the images with traffic lights you click those and if you get them right you hit send it sends it sends the data to my backend. And then from there, I get a code that I then send to the Google servers that offer this service to see if you're a legitimate user or not. And then from there, then I review the haiku. If it's a good haiku, then I just say, okay. And then it generates, the, it literally builds the images for me. It literally builds the images and then posts it automatically. I don't have to touch it at all. It's crazy stable. Oh my God, it's crazy. When you actually build something, you have an idea for it and it just works. And that's the thing, like I had to put this haiku idea on hold for a few months while I was building this social media app. But because I built this social media app that I've been using to post some of these short videos on social media, I was able to build the haiku stuff in literally a week, less than actually 
couple days is all it took to get the basics of it done. And then I added a bunch of features like the syllable counting and the and the bot control and all that afterwards. But really to get the thing done only took two days. That's after I put months of work into building the social media app. So it's crazy how things can compound. Things become easier as you build them. And so that's why I encourage people like go try something new. Try challenging yourself with some crazy idea or project. Even if you don't make it, you will have learned something that will be useful someday in the future. You just don't know. You just don't know how, but it will be. So try doing that. And that's what I did. And it literally can trail it back to like, just because I wanted to build a social media thing, I was able to build this. And I know this one's going to parlay into another thing, which is going to parlay into another thing. And that's, it's all compounding. And that's the beauty of building skills this way. There's an idea called a talent stack. You're a, a stack of talents that you're building that are end up being unique to you because you go off in all these different directions. Now, what's my talent stack? Well, I've been learning this software stuff by trying to build a social media platform or this social media posting app, which actually kind of works. I'm just one little bug I got to fix, but it actually works. It literally works. I use it. I literally use it every day. Um, but I am a little insecure about sharing it with people right now because I don't want it to break on people. But aside from that, it works. But I have the software skills now to build something at least basic. I have all this experience with social media because I've been posting nearly every day for the last year or so. I have all this experience with video editing because I've been posting these these media clips and then also doing the after moments for table moments. I have a lot of experience with podcasting, so which is why I can speak into a microphone for an hour and be able to just speak off the top of my head and make good content that's worth listening to. And it seems like a handful of you out there actually really enjoy it, which is amazing. It's amazing. And I have also my background in engineering, mechanical engineering. So I'm very analytical in that way. I'm, I'm building this weird set of skills with like media and so and software and then also problem solving. And then, but I think one of my skill gaps is sales, which is one thing I've been working on lately. But that's the value of building a talent stack. You end up putting together these weird combination of skills that you don't know how they're going to combine in some useful way that's unique to you. But one day it will. And so make those sacrifices now. If it means not watching the latest season of Stranger Things so you can work on something, obviously work on something that you actually enjoy. That's, I think, one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make. They end up just like, oh, I need to do this because it'll get me a job. I don't like that excuse because you're just motivated by money. Or do you have a real problem that you're actually trying to solve and it would be really cool if you could automate it away? And I think that's what people, more people should focus on. And that's the two kind of tools I want to build for people too. So if you have any ideas, also feel free to DM me. It's like, hey, it'd be really cool if this thing existed. We could talk about the problem, see if it's even a legitimate problem. If it is, then we could talk about how you might go about building it. And then I'd be more than willing to show you what my approach would be. And then you can go and start learning yourself. And it could be months. It could be months before you actually finish this thing. Like, I have down days too. I do. There are days where I just don't feel like working on anything. I get lazy too. But eventually those, those moments of productivity will come. It comes in waves is what I'm, at least for me, it's been coming in waves. Some days I'm just on it. I'm just like, fuck it. I want to finish this or I'm going to finish this. And somehow everything that I'm trying to put together is clicking and it just gets done. And the other days I'm like, I know I should be working on this stuff, but I just, 
I don't have the motivation or energy to do this right now. And it could be like a week of that. And I'm just like, all right, at least if I don't have the motivation or energy, I could do some other things. So maybe I could make a table moments clip instead of writing software that week. And those, that happens. That happens. Those days just come. And it is what it is. I wish it weren't so, but I don't know. I, I, maybe there are people out there who are just on it all the time. I'm pretty sure, actually, there are people who are on it all the time. I just don't happen to be one of them. It would be really cool if I was. You can influence it with diet and exercise. Consider factoring that into your lifestyle. But it's one thing. So build your talent stack. Learn. Do ambitious things. It would be really cool if this podcast became an inspirational thing too. Or beyond just like connecting with people who are like-minded or just promoting people. Like what if it's inspirational too? That's what I hope this thing will be. So, So thank you for listening. Next week, we'll see what happens with the other members of table moments it might just end up being me with other people that's a real possibility so stay updated it's been a pleasure having you guys follow us on this journey and if you want to come on the show dm the table moments account on any of the platforms i'll see it and we'll get you on the show especially if you're working on something and you want people to know about it i'll be more than happy to promote it i want you guys to not have to go through the struggle and grind of starting from zero with zero audience you guys deserve shortcuts, okay? And I want to be that shortcut for you. So reach out to me and be lovely to have you on the show. We could talk about anything and everything as we normally do. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. So thank you for listening. Bye-bye.